going to be focusing a lot of our attention on the issues facing downtown Edmonton for the first hour of the program uh, today. And you might have missed it on the weekend, but there was some big news on the weekend from the province. Um, you know, addressing some huge concerns that a number of community members and politicians and, uh, you know, stakeholders have been raising for ages now. The government of Alberta saying it plans to spend $187 million in new funding towards fighting homelessness across the province and addiction issues in its two largest cities. Now, there's a lot to the plan including an expansion of its recovery-oriented care system, expanding shelter spaces for the winter months in priority communities, and having all provincially funded shelters to operate 24 hours a day, seven days a week. It also introduces a pilot of what's being called a service hub model for shelters in Edmonton and Calgary. Uh, the province say they will connect clients directly with support and services such as recovery, housing, and emergency financial support. Now, Edmonton Police Chief Chief Dale McPhee is the co-chair of the Coordinated Community Response to Homelessness Task Force. And Chief, McGee, Chief McPhee joining us this afternoon. Hi, Chief. Welcome back to the show. Hi, hi Jalen. Uh, happy to be back to, to chat with you again. How long, uh, how long was it to get to this point as co-chair of this task force? Tell me about the, uh, the time, the, the hours, the, the, the talks that went into this. Well, I mean, I think first and foremost for me, it's a bit rewarding because I've been on three task force uh, over the course of two years. One was the mental health and addictions, certainly the human trafficking one, and then obviously this one co-chairing with Patricia Jones from Calgary Homelessness, which started in November. And the interesting part of this uh, is that this is really a culmination of all those task force into probably uh, the largest systems investment that I've ever seen by a government. And I've been in this space uh, uh, for a long time held some interesting positions certainly I was a chief when I was 36 years old and you know an entrepreneur for president of case so she's placed on the list goes on stats camp. this is probably the single largest systems investment as I mentioned that I've ever seen and uh, you know a, a lot of work went in our particular task force was a very diverse task force it was made up of you know people with lived experience people that are subject matter experts um, you know leaders in the community uh, staffs serving clients, many different uh, communities, Indigenous perspectives, academics, and many more. So it took a lot of time, but uh, the, uh, the urgency that government uh, put on Patricia and I and our particular task forces uh, in the title of this is doing things differently. So that was energizing. It was great. Uh, the people uh, left their titles behind and we got to work and feel fairly uh, fortunate that we're actually looking at this from a different perspective, you know, and uh, obviously leveraging some of the good things we're doing, but uh, going at this head on rather than just uh, siloing it. Well, so Chief McPhee, you're talking about, you know, the title of this uh, being called Doing Things Differently. You talk about, uh, you know, the single largest investment that things, um, you know, there's a culmination of a number of uh, projects that you've been involved in. And I think probably a lot of folks are out there saying, okay, that's really great. It's great to hear that. But how are we going to make sure that this time something's done, this time it works? 
Well, I, I think that's the, the whole point there, Jillian, is everybody uh, saw that this was a money issue. And and really, as I think you've heard me say on the show several times, this just isn't a money issue. This is a leadership issue. So now the province is stepping in with money. Uh, they're looking at a lot of the recommendations. We had 14 of them, all of them endorsed. Some of them will happen quicker than others. Everything from better data, better rigorous outreach. Why are shelters not 24-7? Why aren't they having the supports? Why aren't leveraging some of the nuggets that we have in our community from a health perspective and funding them appropriately so we can actually look at this through the health lens and something that I found very refreshing and rewarding is actually listening from uh, areas of our province and seeing how some of these gem, gems and nuggets that are currently out there that uh, you know we can scale up and, and there's examples of that at Edmonton uh, Boyle Macaulay Boyle Health Centre just the, uh, the health work that they're doing with our vulnerable population looking at things different getting services there's some housing new housing options there's indigenous housing services there's certainly uh, um, uh, bridge healing stuff that's coming forward so I think there's a lot of things there that we could probably scale up pretty quickly and our hope is is that what the province is doing and you know and also one of the long-standing issues that I heard from many in, in Edmonton was the funding gap between mm. uh, Calgary and Edmonton and, and that's been addressed too so right now you know it's it's not more of a saying that we need more 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 we got to get it to the action part and that requires leadership to do things that actually work and not be afraid to get out of things that maybe aren't giving us our best results so uh, the investments now there as you said how do you know things are differently that's where we have to actually look to leadership and say what is it that we're going to do differently and that's what our task force put in some of our recommendations but at the same time scaling up some of the things that are working so I think we're on the cusp of some really good things in Alberta I think we have the ability to lead the country i actually think we're probably there now and this investment just allows us to do it that much quicker and let's face it the time is now these things as you said have been going on for several years mm-hmm. in the city of edmonton and uh and we need to do things differently and what was really interesting that every person in a group that we talked to basically said that you need to have mental health and addictions as part of the housing and certainly that recovery orientated housing system that, that we're looking at right now and every single group that said you don't have well-being without safety and how we have to do both of these it's not an either or so I think it just basically sets the, the goalposts for us to go out and start to do things and uh, I think we got to get rid of the talk and the rhetoric and get going in the same direction. Well you know what Chief I think one of the things and you've touched on it I think for a long time we, we looked at the issues and we looked at okay here's the housing part of it here's the mental health part of it here's here's the uh, here's the uh, the addictions part of it but instead of doing is now putting it all together and 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 I'm, I'm i'm interested in knowing more about these recovery communities because we know that millions of dollars going towards these recovery communities what what do they look like how's that going to work you know i, I for me that everybody focused on a definition when i look at this uh from a perspective is recovery is a destination and not everybody's going to recover but not everybody is going to have the same path so what i see this as a, as a list of options um certainly you know if you look at what's been talked about in the past is you're trying to take somebody that's really struggling with say living on the street has mental health and addictions issue saying the solution for that is housing well that simply is not the case there's a whole bunch of other steps 
steps in there about stabilization. How do you get this person the supports? How do you deal with the trauma? How do you deal with the addiction and work them towards that destination of recovery? And some of that's going to be harm reduction. You know, uh, some of it's going to be basically getting them treatment, but very much most of it is also getting the appropriate medical assessments to figure out what we're trying to deal with. And the beauty of this uh, announcement here is something that I've said for, well, probably since as long as I've been in Edmonton is, you know, our fear system to the homelessness is a lot of these folks aren't from Edmonton until you have a regionalized system uh, that actually has got some supports in some of the home communities that can deal with it and have some capacity. So when we're seeing investments in with Tasquin and Grand Prairie and some of these and, and with a commitment to work on putting some investments in the nations that are surrounding our city, that's how you reduce the intake. That's how you actually have a parallel system that actually makes us more effective in the cities. It's also what takes away from moving all the issues to the city and thinking the city is going to solve it. So, you know, you don't have to think very hard to actually look at what's where the issue is and what's causing the problem, but you got to stop thinking that it's the same solution all the time. And uh, that's what I found really refreshing with uh, the Premier's announcement and, you know, full credit to to Minister Ellis and and his team pushing forward and and, and obviously Minister Luan and his team. Uh, To bring this all together uh, uh, is just something that I think uh, makes a lot of sense and will allow us to, to leverage the opportunities that exist and, uh, and uh, make one plus one equal three type thing. And Chief McPhee, we know that there's dollars going towards these hybrid police hubs in Edmonton and Calgary. Um, curious to know a bit, little bit more about the details of of these police hubs. Is, is this a, an expansion of what we've been seeing in Chinatown over the past <laughs> few months? I, I think there's a couple different components in relation to some of these things, like there's outreach in there too. So with some of our social agencies, our not-for-profits, and some of the things that we're doing on help and COP and things that we have particularly at Edmonton, there's the ability to expand that. But one of the things that came out clear was how do we, the folks that you know are causing problems in a shelter, maybe they're dangerous to themselves or dangerous to others, there's no place to take them. And I think that's where law enforcement and public health need to come together. There's a safe safety component, public health, and certainly, as I mentioned, Boyle McCauley and others, that's the ability. Can we find some place to, you know, we're a 24-hour uh, type thing to assess and, and get some of these folks into the treatment if so they choose or just stop them from creating harm? That's been missing in our system, mm-hmm. and it came out over and over and over in several parts of our province, and so I think the, the devil's in the details to, to work out some of those things, but I think it gives the opportunity to address a lot of these issues from a to Z, and, and that's never been talked about before. It's always been about let's just throw more money at this, and the reality is, is less we look at this as a system that puts the, the human or the person at the center of this, no two people are the same, and uh, we know that trauma is overrepresented. We know that Indigenous uh, folks are overrepresented in the system, but unless we have some of those uh, things that allow people choice and to get the right treatment at the right time, we're going to continue to trip over ourselves. So I think as you said earlier it's about now leadership actually Mm -hmm. sitting down and stop worrying about who's in the space and figure out how does this space leverage what needs to be done and who best does it but how do you partner with the right groups to get it done and one of the things that we talked about is when it's a safety issue and this is what some of the impacts of some of the things that we saw in Calgary and some of the things that we're seeing in in Edmonton is you know the help team for instance the social work and the police officer it's not either or it's together if it's dangerous if it's a meth related issue then the police lead or you know something the person's unpredictable but 
about. If it's just basically uh, something we're talking to, then the social worker needs. But what's really the piece that this whole system covers, what are we doing about the second call, the fifth call, the mm. tenth call, the twentieth call? And that's where I think our systems need to do that relentless follow-up to give people help. Because no, all people are ready at different times, and not everybody's going to be ready at the first time. But at the same time, we should be giving them opportunities uh, with relentless follow-up to, to get them what they need to be successful. We're going to have to leave it there this afternoon. Chief McPhee, thanks for joining us this afternoon. Hey, Jalen, really appreciate it. Always a pleasure, and thank you for your leadership in the, in the communications on this. So thank you. Thank you so much, Dale McPhee, joining us this afternoon, the chief of the Edmonton Police Service. Yeah, the announcements uh, came out over the weekend, and if you weren't watching the news or, or hearing the news uh, on the weekend, you might have missed it, but some really big announcements when it can, comes to the homelessness issue and the addictions issue in uh, in this city. Uh, it, well, actually, in the big cities, both in Edmonton and in Calgary, uh, the chief of the Edmonton Police Service uh, co-chairing uh, that task force along with uh, another team member out of Calgary. So lots still to come. What will success be?